This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. I'm trying to keep this summary PG, so here it goes. Persistent precipitation in Peterborough isn't enough to keep persistent Bristol City down, and they come from behind to win a five-goal thriller at London Road. Got through that one, Matt? <laughs> very good, my friend. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, um, what a day. What a day, wasn't it? Um, Journey was all right, actually, to be fair, wasn't it? When you've got you know, four people in the car and you're you're talking and who knows yeah. what we spoke about, but it, it got us there. Well, we had a, a little bit of um, a little bit of James Bond chat, which will be a bit topical in a second. Yeah. And um we also uh yeah, got caught in a bit of traffic, didn't we, at the M forty. But mm. it's because of having an office in Peterborough, um, my company, it's a journey I've done hundreds of times. So for me, although it is I mean, what was it, three, three and a half hours? Yeah, something um, like that. It kind of does go quite quickly because I know where I'm going with it. So yeah, and the Cross Keys yeah. pub was worked out well. You know, it was um, car park was there for us. Uh, nice company from Tom and his uh, and his girlfriend as well. Tom Rule, contributor to the podcast. So Tom, uh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. to see and, him. Um, and you you met up with someone as well, didn't you? Yeah, met up with with um, a few of my sort of posh friends. Um, so Lee Dainty, um, mate of mine, um, and his partner Nicole, and their son Thomas. Yeah. Um, Simon Horton, who's a, a guy who travelled up for, um, travels up from Horsham actually, but is a Bristol City fan, born in in Bristol, um, and a, a couple of other mates, Kev Randall, who uh, who's out there as well. So no, it was good, and, and it's one of those places, wasn't it? We drove into thinking, oh, this looks a bit ropey, um, <laughs> but when you sort of, you know, as you say, we free parking, and we we went in, and it's an away fans pub. Yeah. Um. They they uh they they align themselves to good atmosphere. Massive, yeah, big TVs, massive TV screens with the the Sky football on for yeah. um, Man United Everton. So no, it was really good, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a shame we, it was a, a twenty. Well, <laughs> a it was a twenty minute walk, walk on the way back, but, and it yeah. was raining. But we managed yeah. to get an Uber. It was like four pound fifty yeah. for an Uber. So yeah. um, coming back, we didn't get too wet. But uh, yeah, the heavens certainly opened during the they game. Did. Um, so a bit of administration very quickly. Uh, once again, a massive thank you to John Lansdowne for joining us pre-match and post-match on Wednesday. Hope yeah. everyone enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I certainly, certainly think John enjoyed himself talking about the game as well. So, uh, again, big thanks to John. Um, <clears throat> brings me on to my guest, our guest, I should say, today. Um, and as Matt said, very topical with No Time to Die out on Thursday, which I actually went to watch. It was very good. No spoilers here. But today we've got Bond, Ben Bond. Come in, sir. Good morning, Patch. Uh, good morning, uh, Matt. Yeah, it's great morning, to be ben. on the pod. Thanks for the invitation. And uh, yeah, Bond in name and sod all else, boys, I'm afraid. Okay? <laughs> uh, and having worked in schools all my life with kids yelling things at me about what, what have I got at home? I'm sad to say that nothing like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to be here. Brilliant. Though. Thanks so much exactly. for coming on. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll start with the starting lineup, um, Matt. And it looked to me very much like on the Sky Sports as 4 2 3 1. Um, and that's pretty much how I saw it. Did you see any different? I mean, I I was thinking it was probably Vyman and Martin up top, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think it was, um, but I also think at times they did switch to the the sort of five at the back. Um, mm. They they went three and five in the middle. Um, it just was was dependent on what was going on, wasn't it? Um, Joe Williams was obviously playing sort of wide on the right, um, but yeah, that's that's the way that it looked. And certainly Andy Vyman and, and Chris Martin both appeared to be playing down the middle, didn't they? Yeah, um, Ben, how did you did you watch it at the ground or were you watching on Robbins TV? Yeah, I watched it on, on Robin. So on the pre-match, I kind of lined up a 4-4-2 on my notes and I saw yeah. what the Sky Sports had written. And then during the game, the sort of Robin's TV seemed to suggest that it was a 4-4-2. But I mm. think actually probably these things are largely irrelevant now because players and teams tend to move around, yeah. not just our team, but football generally, yeah. to switch things up, you know, in play, out of play, uh, possession, sorry, in possession. So I, I it looked more 4-4-2. And my son, who's, you know, the FIFA generation, he's nearly 15, um, bless his soul. Um, he was kind of going, yeah, it's 4-4-2 and why is Williams playing wide right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Matt, start, how they started, wouldn't they? Yeah, and a start for Callum O'Dowda. Um, Joe Williams, who came off seemingly with cramp on Wednesday, a start for him. Um, and also Andy King back into the team as well. So, you know, we knew that um, De Silva, Semenyo, Wells and Baker were not going to be in the team after and their and injuries. Yep. And Masengo, of course. Um, so, yeah, a number of a number of players out, but um, still didn't look didn't look patchwork, which it might have done towards the end of last season. No, not not with with Callum and Joe coming in, who were obviously experienced players. Um, but I do think it was a little bit. We were then it, it sort of bare bones. Um, obviously, Sam Bell came back in onto the to the bench, and, and I'm not saying that we're bare bones with Sam in there, but obviously he's a youngster there. Alex came back in um, on the bench as well. Um, I think probably following the Millwall game, I think we referenced it, didn't we? We didn't expect Tyreek to start and, and thought Andy King would come back in um, mm. just for that little bit of experience, which which proved to be the case. But great to see that Joe Williams is, was was just cramp and, and good to see Callum um, on the pitch. And it's funny with Callum because he's... he's He's probably what I would describe as a Marmite player for so many Bristol City fans. And even in the stands yesterday when we were talking, everyone knows there's a player in there, but mm. we're, we're not seeing it. And everyone wants to see it. So it was interesting to see how he'd perform yesterday. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, let's get into the minutes. Um, so first one I've got is on the 17th minute. The, the ball is laid back by Callum O'Dowda to Matty James, who shoots over following a great flowing move that was started by Andy King. Um, and Matt, the, so the, the the start was again a bit cagey from from both teams, uh, sort of finding each other out and getting used to the rain. Um, but yeah, it, it's always good to see um, Matty James have a shot, and I think it will come eventually for him. Yeah, it will. I mean, he, he's a class footballer, and he technically he's, he's a, a very good footballer. Um, it was a good move, not not the, the finish. He was really disappointed with because he knows he should have hit the target. But I think it's. You're right that it was cagey, but I think you've also got to say it's quite a tight ground, Peterborough. They were obviously buoyed from their their draw with Bournemouth in the week because they haven't been getting the right results, really. But the conditions were horrendous. Mm. Um, You know, when you talk about driving rain, I don't don't know how it picked up on the TV, but it was absolutely horrendous. So I think the start reflected on that a little bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ben, I'll go on. Go on, Ben. Sorry, sorry, Patch. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it in terms of my notes in, in the first part of the game was fairly cagey, sort of minimal shots on target. But I think about 15 minutes, O'Dowda and uh, Williams actually switched flanks temporarily for a few minutes. And of course, that led to that movement that, you've, that we've just described. Mm. Um, and actually, I thought James was, was lively from that point of view. I think back back to the team, I think that last year when we'd made, we had to make quite a lot of changes. It weakened us quite a lot. And I think the progression this year is that we can make changes like like we had to from midweek and actually yeah. still progress quite well, which I think is the general movement of the club. It won't appease everybody, of course. You want you know a, a ninety five million pound striker tomorrow, etc. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I, I think it demonstrates kind of where we're going, albeit with a slightly light bench yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, twenty-first minute. It was a ball over the top and a well-worked move from Peterborough. Ends up with Schmodic, who finishes really well. To be fair, right-footed, and it's one-nil. No celebration in front of the fans from Schmodic, which was uh, classy. Um, but Ben, your thoughts on that goal? Was it against the run of play? Would you say? Um, it it felt a bit like it. I mean, the weather did pick up on the on the TV stream. Obviously, not as for the you boys who were there for the live game, but it was. It did look, you know, like a a difficult place to be it it came down our right hand side with some quick interplay on our, on you know city's right back area and you could say you know should the midfielder have pressed a bit more or should the center backs have come out but actually i think it was the speed of the ball and it was a great strike and perhaps unfortunate or fortunate that smodix who's not started much for uh peterborough you know got a good you know a great goal yeah, Matt. Obviously, we've we've spoken about Smodic a lot in the past, and yesterday, obviously, back in front of our minds, didn't really get a chance at City. Is that fair to say? But certainly, yesterday, he wanted to show himself, didn't he? Hundred um, percent. He wasn't given a chance. It, it, it's one. He's one of those players that makes you think: Did the manager sign him because he just wasn't then given a look in? And I know we don't see what goes on at training. Um, but you know he he came with a, a good reputation from the lower leagues, did really well for Peterborough on loan, and then when they signed him and, and last season, um, and as a player I like, you know I followed him on social media, um, you know I've got a lot of time for him. 
it was a good finish. I think they they did target the right hand side f- for us with with Joe Williams not naturally you know being able to play out that that wide one. Um, so yeah, but the finish was excellent. Um, you know, I I was a little bit critical of Dan Bentley's starting position um, when the first ball got played, but the the, the finish. Um, you know, everyone sort of around us felt well. It was centre of the goal, and could he have done more? But when you watched it back, it was just a quality finish. Um, and Schmodix, you know, he, he went away with his hand in his ear um, and and sort of put you know his hand down, and, and you know he, he didn't celebrate. Mm. But he got a lot of stick, Schmodix, yesterday from the City away fans. And you know, I, I referenced it um, recently with Bobby Reed at, at, at Fulham. I don't understand it, and especially for a player that, that genuinely. Never got given a chance and never did anything that would upset Bristol City fans. Mm. And to be slating the guy yesterday, to me, just shows a, a yeah, I don't know, an ignorance and lack of respect. I just don't yeah. think may, maybe it's trying to get get into him. But I, I've always said it. Probably made why, him play better, if anything. Why, why have a go? I mean, he he obviously had something to prove to Bristol City fans, and then you having a go at him is mm. only going to add to that, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, but I agree with you. I think it was slightly against the runner play. I think we were on top at that point. Cool. Okay, 26th minute, Pring through ball finds O'Dowda, who gets across in and the defender just gets in ahead of Chris Martin. Um, and Ben, um, it was great to see that interplay and a lovely through ball from from Cam Pring to O'Dowda in a more advanced position. And yeah, Martin just just gets cut out for him. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think against the, you know, we sort of started to do some great things in, in terms of midfield. I didn't really feel Chris Martin had Perhaps the you know the the best start to the game, and we'll come to the ratings, I'm sure, with Matt's stuff later. But actually, it, it was good. And at that point, you know, I'd written down that we were kind of quite compact. We'd um we'd 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 switched back Odaida and and um uh, and Williams had gone back to their original kind of flanks, if you like, which I thought was quite interesting. And uh, yeah, again, I had I think it had Peterborough guessing, so uh, it was good. And I put here that Pring looked quite lively at that point. Uh, mm. And he, he started to come into the game, perhaps live. He was even better. Yeah, yeah. Matt was Pring better for the rest. Definitely, um, and I, and actually, I think you know, going back to Ben's point about the the, the strength in depth, um, Cam coming in at left back um, is probably where where he sees himself playing. Um, but it gives us that extra, you know, you've now got him, you've got Jada Silva, you've got Callum now back fit. And the ball that you, you know, you talked about was a, was a great ball, but you've also got to say the run has to make the ball as well. So if Callum doesn't start off on that sprint, then Cam's not, you know, he, he's not recognising it and playing it in behind. But yeah, it was a really good move. And Cal- Callum was lively as well early on. Um, mm-hmm. Thought he put a couple of, you know, really decent crosses in. Okay, one player that did get booed, Matt, was Thompson, and we'll come on to that now. 33rd minute, terrific corner from Matty James. Atkinson rises above Thompson and under pressure has no choice but to head it into his own net. And we were pretty adamant that that was an Atkinson goal, a bullet yeah. bullet header, which was great to see after previous podcasts where we're saying, you know, the likes of Baker, Callas and Atkinson all need to learn to keep their headers down. Yeah. Um, and in the end, Thompson keeps his header down really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Nathan Thompson um, is ex-Swindon Nathan Thompson, who, going back a few years at a game at the county ground um, when they won 1-0 fairly early on in the season, um, and we had Wade Elliott sent off from memory, and I think we lost 1-0, one, one maybe might even have been 2, but he celebrated and celebrated in front of City fans like they'd won not only the league, but the, the European Cup and FA Cup. Um, and from that point on, yeah, let's just say he didn't endear himself to to, to our fans. Yeah. Um, so he, he did take um, more stick than Sammy Schmodix yesterday, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, but yeah, it was a good header. And, and actually, watching it back on on Quest uh, last night uh, to see his reaction, you know, he, he puts his hands on his head and clearly knows that he scored it. So yeah, from from where we were it, um, in the ground, we did think it was Atkinson. And funnily enough, I said to to Lee, um, Lee and Ben, who travelled with us yesterday. Um, I said to Lee beforehand, you know, I, I like Matty James, but let's just vary the free kicks and corners because <laughs> nothing's really coming of it. <laughs> and then with that, he puts an absolutely you know class one in that we score from. So yeah, yeah, shows what I know. Yeah, great to get an equaliser, um, Ben. At that time when you know we, they they literally only scored ten minutes ago, so uh, back in the game was really important for us. Yeah, agreed. And I think we had a quite a few 
decent corners from Matty James, I and mean, he took most of the corners during the whole match, and did but did vary the delivery, you know, in out from from either side. Um, from from watching it on the stream, it looked like an Atkinson goal. In fact, all my notes say Atkinson, great, you know, new Aidan Flint, getting really excited about this, you know. Perhaps we shouldn't say that. We should have the new Rob Atkinson, but um, yeah. And then actually, you know, for for, for Thompson, I, he had quite a good game actually. So it's even better that he played quite well and still scored a great own goal, which I think is quite pleasing for us. It's it's funny actually, Ben, because being there and watching his positioning, he looked like their weakest link. Um, quite often he seemed to be out of position um, and we, you know, Callum really got at him. So, you know, from, from and you can see it obviously when you're, you're, you're there and watching the whole pitch. But yeah, he, um, it, it was good to see him score, I've got to say. Definitely. <laughs> 40th minute, a throw in from Pring back to Atkinson, a great forward pass with power to Vyman. He expertly cushions it to Williams, both first touch passes. He finds James, sets up Martin, his shot saved, the rebound falls to George Tanner, who passes it home from 15 yards, and it's 2-1. And Matt, that was watching that back on the highlights this morning, you didn't realise how good a move that was. It was just quick passing. I'd, I'd never like to see the ball go backwards from a throw-in, but it was great that Atkinson was in space. His pass was perfect, yeah. um, as well as the control from Vyman, the neat first touch from Williams, you know, Martin shot saved. And how many times have we seen that against us where the ball rebounds to one of their players and they they slot it in? And finally, it's happened for us. Yeah, and, and I mean, you're sort of saying they're rebounds and slots it in. I mean, he's he's just inside the edge of the area, isn't he? Yeah, it's 15 not, yards, ain't Yeah, it's not a tap-in. Um, and the, the bit that, that impressed me the most is that we've got a right-back getting into the box. And, you know, we're, we're probably with, with Danny Simpson, with Zach Viner... They're not as far forward there, but I think that's Georgie's game. He's he's much more of an attacking fullback, probably more aligned to being a wing back. Um, and you, you're right to describe it, Patch. It was a, a a pass into the net. He knew exactly what he was doing. His technique to to side foot it and and play it the side that he did, which was obviously not the keeper's side, was great. And and obviously he was he was delighted when he I mean, and to keep a, it down as well. Yeah, I mean this is a kid playing what his fourth game in this division. Having had, you know, like I said, he, he was targeted a little bit from from um, Posh in the, the sort of first half. So, you know, he kept going. I think Chrissy Martin probably should have scored and will have been disappointed himself. But but Tanner kept alive with it. And I, again, I like to see that that he's anticipating it coming back. You know, he could easily off the the challenge from or the save from Martin mm-hmm. have not been there. But no, it was, it was great and and again showed that that resilience and persistence that you talked about in the opening um good to see yeah ben your thoughts on george tanner's start yeah i thought it was i mean it's great comp i put here composure uh in terms of the the finish and the conditions we've talked about uh, and you guys saw it firsthand um i thought that the combination of uh, it's in like williams to to um to, to to matty james and then matty james to to, to martin for the build-up we saw that quite a lot during the game, uh, yeah. and that was really quite good with Williams coming inside and, and and going through almost Matty James, and then obviously Martin shot. I mean, I think Martin probably could have scored, maybe should have scored, and certainly my uh, my lad thought that, that that would have happened. But yeah, it was really good, and um, yeah. you know, it, it it did actually bode really well. Because at that point I, on the on the stream, the City fans were in really good voice. You boys were really giving it some at that point, yeah. and so it would be scored on the crest of that wave. And I think that that was really crucial, albeit um, short-lived. Yeah. Well, and Matt, you're taught, and obviously coaching uh, younger teams that you've done in the past, you're taught to play triangles and it yeah. never really happens at, at schoolboy level, but it was evident there for that goal. It was perfect. It was. And, and you know, Ben's, Ben's right to call out the conditions as well. It it helped with the conditions because you can zip the ball about, um, you know, and, and that move, you know, it was, it was really flowing very good control and yeah it was great to finish and what I liked about after the goal you had Matty James and, and Andy King that, that I watched who were doing the whole sort of pointing to the temples let's think about it five minutes to go um, you know and you felt yeah yeah, we're, we're going to see this out I don't, think, I don't think anyone saw them do that apart from you Matt unfortunately oh well, there you go, there uh, you go. But, yeah. <laughs> 43rd minute it's Schmodic again 
Um, a terrifically guided header over the top of Bentley from a nice whip in. Um, and you know, again, it's Sammy Schmodix and a header from someone who's not particularly uh, tall, Ben. Um, and yeah, it's 2-2 going into half time. Yeah, and it's sort of, again, with the with the energy that we had behind us at that point, you know, to go to one up, you know, see out half time, you know, go in and have a, have a dry off and have a, whatever you have at half time, you know, and actually it was just a great header. I've watched it back since. I don't think you can do a lot about it. Maybe you yeah. could have been tighter, but the loop of the header, the angle of Schmodix, you know, it was, a, it was lively during that first yeah. half. And I'm not sure we could do a lot about it. We could unpick it probably for all, all afternoon and work out that, you know, someone could have pressed higher or stopped the supply, but actually, just just a decent goal from a, a short bloke. Yeah. 2-2, two, two, half time. The analysis comes in from Rob. Another cracking game. Always going to be the way with Peterborough's open approach. To be fair to them, it's refreshing. Good to see us wanting to engage in a similar manner. Makes for good entertainment. and prefer watching us play like that. Thoroughly deserves our lead on the back of a concerted period on top. But two great finishes from Smodic to level things up going into the break. Need to regain our momentum. Game there for the taking still. And I think he was quite right with that. Spot on, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Into the 47th minute. It's no doubt a free kick. A Williams header is saved when working the keeper well. So, Matt, we come out of the, ga- come out of the gates really well. Yeah, we did. Um, I was surprised we didn't change it around a little bit because, as I said, I felt we were being targeted on that right-hand side. And when you compared the two... And obviously, you've got to compare what they've got on each sort of flank as well. Um, I thought he might look to switch it a little bit and try and bring bring Williams in, but credit they didn't. And and I thought a number of players in the second half really stepped up, and, and Joe Williams was one of them. Um, really started to, to get involved um, towards the end of the first half, to be fair, but but especially that and and a great little whip, you know, little sort of dink free kicking from Callum, mm. um, and he was unlucky not to score. Will have been disappointed, I'm sure. Ben, um, Williams coming back into fitness um, and Masengo going out injured, in terms of they're not the same sort of player, but they bring the same sort of energy and drive and enthusiasm, would you agree? Yeah, I think that that Williams, I think, can grow into the player that we always hoped he would be when he signed, you know, way back. I mean, at at Forest Green, when we were all there and he came on and obviously we were so close to the pitch in that game. You know, he looked, um, you know, I know he's, he was maybe not fit or he then got injured, but he looked like he was just depressed, you know. Whereas actually, he looks quite a decent player. But he's taller than, than, than you'd imagine. He's yeah, got he a is. bit more about him. He's a bit savvy. And actually, I quite liked him. He seemed to grow into it. And as it got wetter, William seemed to get better, which is my little um, ditty that I've written that's, down that's, at half time. That's, that's good. Yeah, um, that's good. But, you know, I, because it started to really horse down during, during it looked like it was really going for it yeah. on that time. So, um, you know, and it, and it kept going. And I got a bit better towards the end, but actually, you know, he, I've got quite a lot of hope. I would prefer him probably more inside. Now, I know we've got a number of players at, at City who we all say are better inside, you know, Vyman et al. Um, but actually, uh, I think he's got a position there which maybe he can he can work as a three or maybe even as a four out there and yeah. uh, and keep going. You know, as, as long as he stays fit, of course. Yeah, I think that that point, Patch, about him and and Han Noah. Both of them do really drive on. They've got great energy. And again, for a, a guy that's not played a lot of football in the last couple of years um, and coming off the back of the other night with the, the cramp, which we all kind of fear, mm. you're bound to fear with him. And I'm sure he does at times. Oh God, you know, what's gone again? But I thought I thought he was excellent then in the second half. And, and he looks after the boys. And he, he's, he's one of those, a bit like Han Noah, that when you think they've got it, he ends up coming out with the ball. Um, yeah. And he's got a streak about him as well. He, you know, I saw a couple of times him having a little go at the linesman. In. Mm. So, yeah, no, I've got a lot of time for Joe Williams. Yeah, and he completed the game as well, which was a bonus. And uh, just, Yeah, just to add to that, Pat, sorry, Matt, it's a good point as well. I prefer both Williams and Hanoa as part of a midfield three, which then kind of, you know, assumes that we've got some sort of 3-5-2. Now, we talked about on the start of this pod about the fact that actually teams play a lots of fluid formations, but I've always been kind of stuck on the fact that I think the squad we've currently got suits some kind of 5-3-2, you know, some kind of funky style like that. But obviously it's not always the case. So uh, we'll see how, uh, how it plays out. Yeah, perfect. Okay, um, into the 58th minute. It's a free kick from James. It's really good. Atkinson heads it down for Martin, whose header is on target, but the keeper deals with it. Another great chance, Matt, in the 58th minute there. 
delivery from James as well. Perfect. Atkinson winning headers again. Great to see. But Martin, I think he heads it at the keeper on this one. Was that the diving header from Martin? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Sam Bell had been stripped, sort of ready to, to, to come on or was warming up, certainly. And um, yeah, the, again, good good move. But Martin will have felt, I'm sure he should have scored because he was so close in. Um, but yeah, I mean, lovely little ball again. And, and again, made me shut up about Matty James's delivery. So, But Martin's getting into the good positions, Ben, isn't yeah. he? He's got yeah. to get in the positions to get the, the effort away, um, which is which is great to see. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, that kind of uh, Matty James to Atkinson to, to Martin combo, you know, I, I put this, the header was a bit soft, actually, when I was watching it, if you like, live or at the time. Um, but I also noticed the fact that the ball had started to, get a bit stuck in the flanks at this point as well. So maybe, you know, lifting it over and getting it on and perhaps Martin could have been a bit more decisive. But I mean, I quite like Chris Martin. I'm not a natural fan of his, which might come through uh, on this pod. But actually, I think he did pretty well yesterday. And after the game, I thought he spoke very well, actually, about his contribution and and the team's performance. So it bodes well. Substitution on the 61st minute, Matt. Scott on... Callum off and then Callum went down and so you could see he wasn't quite right um, and you know he came off and Scott came on it could have been Scott could have been Palmer but we went for Scott yeah I mean you you spotted Callum was was struggling a bit didn't you I, I think I said to you it looked like he was twerking so um, <laughs> but as, as it was he was stretching and <laughs> um, looks like it was cramp in the same way as Joe Williams and, and I think you often sort of hear managers talk about it don't you when you get players returning you know we've got a good ass Yeah, so it, I think Scott coming on was the the, the right move, um, and as it as it turned out to be the case, I think Casey didn't cover himself in glory the other night. So yeah, Scott was um, was was probably the right well was definitely the right choice. Yeah, and for you, Ben, watching on TV, was it like for like in terms of position or? Well, actually, in my again talking to my uh, FIFA oppressed uh, young <laughs> lad, uh, you know, he, he's going as four two three one dad. It's you know, you know, it's. <laughs> I thought, how can you tell that from a Robin's TV? Um, yeah, it looked. I, I was surprised with um, Alex Scott coming on. I thought that Casey might be worth a shout. His recent efforts, he's been nearer the squad than maybe Alex has been, and coming on. But you know, I guess his horses for courses, and maybe the pitch want the the. Uh, the endeavour of, of Scott rather than, than the, the luxury at that point maybe of a Casey Palmer. Yeah, okay. Uh, 77th minute, it's a ball in from Joe Williams to Chris Martin and it's saved well. Uh, the long throw-in falls to Matty James, whose shot has little power and is cleared. Um, I thought that was a good move, Matt, that one. It's uh, it's it's a shame that, that James didn't quite connect with it, but um, still, it's um, peppering the goal, keeping the shots going in. Yeah, you know, we've we've talked about it the other night not not having any kind of creativity or or attacking intent. Um, and and Rob's comment at halftime was spot on. It it was a really really open game, too open for both managers, I'm sure. Um, but his fans seeing the ball kind of going end to end and seeing City attacking like they were. My only surprise was in the conditions that we didn't try a few more long range shots, you know, and, and the way the ball zips, mm. really difficult for keepers in those conditions. And neither side actually attempted that very much did they so but no that was a really good move and and again I've been critical of Matty James of, of late and, and not seen him get forward enough but he was another one like Ben said that as the game wore on just got stronger and stronger and more involved um, so yeah another good passage of play patch yeah absolutely um, 80th minute a great last ditch tackle from Alex Scott now this is something that probably won't get picked up in the highlights but I thought that that was such an important slide, well-timed. Um, you know, it, it's something that you want to see your midfielders getting back and getting those tackles in, Matt. It is. And, and a young lad recognising the danger and not watching the play or, um, and I think it was on Thompson um, or it might have been on the um, Canny, the lad they brought on. But a brilliant tackle. And if that if his timing is out in any fraction, it's a penalty and probably the winner um, so yeah, no, it was re- really, really mature play from Alex Scott there, and, and a, an absolute cracking tackle. Yeah, one for you, Ben. In the eighty-third minute, Callas bursting forward this time, crosses it into Martin, whose whose slide isn't quite close enough to contact. 
it. But we've seen Callas whipping the ball in really well in the last few games. Crossing is is fantastic. Um, and it wasn't quite Gaza in Euro 96 slide, but um, and he wasn't quite as close, to be fair. But again, chances being created. Yeah, it was decent. And I, and I wrote that, you know, we, we were showing quite a lot of desire here. I mean, back to... Back to Matt's point, I mean, the lad Canu had just come on to the, the Scott clearance that it was on Canu um, was yeah. really well-timed because actually, you know, the guy's come on, he's he's fresh, he's in it, and, and Scott did really, really well. Um, and back to that chance, you know, again, for the um, one you just described, Patch, you know, I thought we did lots of desire there. Maybe it was a bit too heavy on the pitch, maybe it was the it was the uh, the conditions, but actually started to show some real intent again. And perhaps at that point, maybe live, it looked less obvious, but from viewing it on the uh, on the feeds it looked like we were pressing quite well yeah we we were i mean and and actually pat you called it as well with that one we we felt that thomas should have actually taken a shot because mm. it opened up for him didn't it i mean it is it's it's funny we we've seen him do that we know rob atkinson has got that in his locker i mean he's 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 probably i can see him being right up there with adam webster at bringing the ball out like that i think he even gets forward more than adam webster did mm. but um, yeah, it was a great move, and I, I just felt, yeah, Thomas. It's like I said, with those conditions, Thomas had a shot. It would have been, he would have been talking about that one for years, wouldn't we? Yeah. So, eighty first, eighty fifth minute is the moment. Uh, it's a tenacious ball retention from Joe Williams. I can't underestimate how important that was. And watching it back again this morning, you know, it bounces off of someone's leg, bounces off of his chest, falls well, and he's still got the wherewithal to to play a lovely ball into Chris Martin. You've still got plenty to do. There's not uh, no you know, bones about it. And he bends it right-footed into the the left, as we look at it, goal. And it's 3-2 to City and a great Klinsman dive to boot. Ben, talk us through that one. Yeah, I think it was coming, Patch. And I think we talked about it in, in the earlier points. I mean, from the point of view of the build-up to it, you had... Um, you had James involved in it as well before it broke it to Williams and the work that he did that you just described. Uh, and again, Martin had work to do, as we said, a little bit under his feet. And then he managed to bring out that angled, looping, sort of curling, great, you know, great finish. And the keeper has got absolutely no chance. And I think that the the reaction of probably you guys there, but certainly the players, recognise that they actually had worked really hard for that. And it's good to see. I mean, I'm not Chris Martin's best fan. But actually, yesterday, maybe in an away game when it's hoofing down with rain, he's 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 better in the league. But perhaps you know he's also got to be good on a on a on a on a warm Tuesday night in Coventry or you know wherever we're going for the promotion party. Don't <laughs> don't mention the P word, okay? Peterborough's only <laughs> not promotion. All right. Yeah, Matt, that goal uh, sent us all loopy, didn't it? Yeah, you went crazy. To be fair, but um, <laughs> um, when you've got a big bloke like Patch by the side of you going crazy celebrating, yeah, I think my ribs are a bit bruised this morning. But um, yeah, it was. A, a, I mean, like you said, the, the Joe Williams tenacity was was superb. Um, I do like Chris Martin, and, and he, he gets a lot of stick, Chris Martin, um, and has done this season. And actually, yesterday, I didn't think the the, the front two worked well as a pair. And I did sort of point out at one point during the game that, that Chrissy Martin's body language was quite negative, and it certainly was against Millwall the other night. Um, and he kept going, and and we we all felt, and we were talking about it in the car on the way back, we all felt possibly, and I, I will never know, but I'd like to have asked Curtis Fleming. Sam Bell was definitely stripped and ready to come on, and then Martin had that headed chance, and then Sam Bell got to put his jacket back on, and and I honestly think that Sam Bell was coming on for Chris Martin before that little passage played beforehand. Great, great management. Wasn't Maybe spend a corner and yeah, great, great management. And it was a, a top, top finish, a top, top finish. Yeah, and, and the yeah. players went crazy, didn't they? I mean, obviously the fans did, but the yeah. goal where we were in the ground and it's a, a re- well, I mean they've redeveloped some of it, but it's an old ground, didn't it? Um, and yeah, the atmosphere in that goal, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, we didn't mention the social club at the start, Matt. Home no, and away we- fans welcome inside the ground, which you don't see very often. No, you don't. And again, really. I, Quaint's probably not the right word, but you know we were chatting to a few of the posh fans in yeah. there. In yeah. that's that's what you want. You know, there's no need for any trouble or anything like that to be able to go in there. Mm. Uh, ironically, when I w- went to the toilet, there was a guy in there um, 
he was a Scottish guy. He said he'd, he'd only moved to Peterborough a couple of months before, but he had a, a, a Peterborough shirt on. And now he was living in Peterborough. That was going to be his team. Yeah, and uh, he was saying, you know, well, they, they've got Sam Schmodix. Um, and there was a Bristol City lad at, at the Urinals. And like, oh, yeah, he was SHIT for us. Uh, he, he won't <laughs> do anything. you had to say something about that, yeah, didn't you? He won't do anything. And I, I said he was never given a chance, mate, was he? And then obviously the game develops. And uh, I bet he was, uh, yeah, thinking, oh, Christ, I hope I don't beat that, meet that bloke on the way out. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, point to note in the 89th minute, um, there was calls from the bench to Fleming to make a change to run the clock down. And Fleming was really adamant. I could see it in his in his face, in his voice. Um, you know, calm down. We're yeah. seeing it, we're seeing this game out. To Pat Mountain in particular, yeah. it looked like, didn't it? And and yeah. not not an argument, but it was very much I'm in charge. Exactly that, Patch. Exactly that. That he was the man in charge, and it was like calm yourself down, we're seeing the game out, we're fine. Um, and it was good to see. It, it, we, we'd said, didn't we, there was quite a bit of time where it seemed like the the three of them, because Paul Sim- or even the four, because Paul Simpson came down at one point from the stands. Um, mm. There was a lot of talking and you're thinking, well, make a decision, do what you're going to do. Or at the end of the day, they got it spot on, didn't they? So Yeah, yeah um, before we do the final bit in the 90th minute, there was a shout from someone next to me about... Um, Darren Ferguson and uh, not being his dad. Matt, any <laughs> recollection of that one? I think I said something like, shut up, Ferguson, you're not your dad. You... Three peeps in the podcast. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's done amazingly well at Peterborough, let's be fair about it. And um, But he's one of those managers that is constantly moaning, um, probably much like his dad. And I was a massive Alex Ferguson fan, Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, but he was just constantly in the fourth official's ear, Every decision that went... I mean, Andy King got booked um, for a challenge and, and Ben might have seen it back on the TV. From where we were live, and it wasn't that far from us, we thought he won the ball and didn't see anything in it. And I guess it was his follow-through. But Ferguson was going crazy about it and um, they felt they should have had a, a, a challenge um, before. And I think Alex Scott made another challenge on Thompson in the box that they were claiming a pen for. And it was from that that we then scored literally seconds later. So, yeah, he... Uh, he got on my wick a little bit yesterday, it has to be said. Okay, into the 90th minute, and uh, it's a superb save from Dan Bentley from a free kick from Grant. Um, he stays down as well, just long enough to see out the game. Maybe game management, but who cares? We won. Um, and Ben, another great save from Bentley. Yeah, and, and you know, I think we can't argue the quality of, of Bentley over the last you know few years. He's had a few things that goalkeepers make mistake-wise. He seems to bounce back. He came to us with a decent reputation, but one of making the odd rick and then coming back to it. Um, and actually, yeah, it was. It, I think it was, you know, it was clever. And it was, I think, the side of the, a sign of the side's progressing in terms of game management. You know, the naivety of all the youngsters from a year or so back. Now we've got people that have come in that can see the game out and Bentley and all getting more experience, you know, because Bentley's been with us now a few years. Um, I mean, I thought on the fact of the Fleming point, he started to get quite animated on the touchline. And again, the cameras cut to him quite a lot during that period of time. And I quite like that. I know that on this pod, you've discussed many times where the manager should be, and I'm very much the manager should be down by the sidelines. I think it helps the players uh, in times of adversity, as well as you know, when things need to be a bit more considered. So um, yeah, it, it was great, and I think you know Bentley. I mean, uh, uh, my son actually said to me while, while watching that, you know, we would be in League One if it wasn't for Dan Bentley. Not this season, but over a period of time, perhaps it's a yeah. little bit dramatic. But actually, he saved us on a number of occasions, and the amount of points that we've gained through some great Bentley work and his gamesman um, professionalism, I think the mm. word is. Um, his is nice. It's been really, really pleasing for us. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's one of those that you understand having the the, the manager or one of his, his his coaches in the stand looking at what's going on because you you do get a much different view of it. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think having him on the, on the touchline and and seeing Fleming yesterday as he was, I'll also say as well, Patch, it was a horrible, horrible day yesterday, and Marina Dolman is there again. Yeah. watching the team, goes home and away, but in those conditions as well, and to see her in the stands celebrating that that sort of Christy Martin goal as well, fair, fair play to that lady. That's a, a huge credit to her. Yeah. Um, good to see. Good shout, good shout. 
Okay, so 3-2. Um, I was always confident of a win. Every time I go away, confident of a win. <laughs> just how confident were you at halftime, Patch? Just uh, let our listeners know. <laughs> Very confident. Yeah, and what, what was the score going to be? 5-2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly thought we would win 5-2, but I'll take 3-2. I'll take yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there we go. Um, Matt, let's come on to the ratings, which we did um, calibrate on the way home with... Ben from Robin's on tour and his dad. Um, and Ben obviously as well got lucky with Andy King's shirt. He did. So fair, yeah. Fair yeah. Play and, to that. And, and while we're doing that and while I'm filling, would you mind sending me it again? Cause I've just deleted it. Cause I just sent you that message to say I'm reconnecting <laughs> this, this country. <laughs> I know, start, start, I know. start with Bentley. <laughs> Go for so, it. Yeah. So Dan Bentley, superb. Um, we, again, a little bit, I was a little bit critical of his starting positions a couple of times with the ball getting hit over, but with the conditions as they were, there was one in the second half where he, again, he seemed to go, seemed to think the defender was going to get there. And I worried that we got caught out. Um, but yeah, the save at the end, that that gives you the three points. Um, mm. And, you know, yes, he conceded two goals, but I think they were two quality goals. As, as Ben said, the Schmodix header was brilliant. Um, and his, his first goal, I think Gregor described it as a wonder goal. Um, so I've, I've gone, or we've gone seven was the agreement um, in the car on the way back for, for Dan. We just thought it was a really, really solid Yeah, performance. Ben, chip in if you um, uh, disagree with any of these ratings. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got I've got seven plus in my, I know we can't have uh, uh, sub, sub scores uh, on, yeah. on this pod. But yeah, <laughs> a solid, a solid seven and rising. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Georgie Tanner, we had a bit of debate. Ben, Ben, um, Ben Mead Robbins on tour um, wanted to give him an eight. Um, thought his goal um, and it, and his performance. We felt he was probably targeted a little bit in the first half, especially. But it was a really solid performance again from him. And obviously, the goal was was the composure was brilliant. So we went seven for George. Yeah. Um, Thomas Callison and Rob Atkinson again a, a little bit of debate around it. Um, because we felt both defended really, really well. Yes, Peterborough had opportunities, but but unlike recent games, not through the middle, um, and both brought the ball out well. Um, so we thought they were actually ab- above what we would expect. So again, then it became a bit of a, a theme where we thought, crikey, we're going to give everybody a seven here. But we, we went two sevens for, for Thomas and, and, and Rob as well. Um, and then keeping the theme, <laughs> Cam Pring, you looked at the back four and thought, Cam's done exactly what we would want as well. Was really solid. Couple of really good moves in his combinations with Callum. Was was a little bit, um, this, you know, a bit bullseye. This is what you could have. Um, the, the the combination, I think, looks like it could be really good. And then you've got Jay De Silva in the mix as well. So we, we went seven with Cam as well. Just um, to add to that, but sorry, yes, Matt. I mean, I, no, I, no. I've got I've got Cam down as a kind of uh, you know a, a a six with possibly getting better I, I felt that you know he maybe was slightly quieter watching it again not live it's maybe difficult to see some of the kind of off the ball nuances that you get yeah. at the game um what what I liked about Callas and Atkinson was when we started to try and control the game they they'd split quite wide and then Andy King would normally drop in and they'd build play from there yeah. and I quite like that when they because I think that's quite a good sign of confidence in the team yeah. uh, and again with the weather it wasn't always possible but you know I think that to support the Callas and Atkinson view as a pair I thought didn't did pretty well but I'm happy with Cam for a seven but you know you look quieter yeah and, and good good point on the Atkinson and Callis bit um you've also got to bear in mind Dembele is, is on fire really has been playing really well for them and they the, the fans that we were talking to cited that he was the one to watch out for the number of times Atkinson in particular got in front of him and and won the ball and you know we're, we're sort of pushing him from behind so yeah um Andy King, um, and it's funny. Matt, before you move on, what's the sum of the parts of the (laughs) defence? So there was a big debate and and Lee, who was in the car, Ben's dad, was saying they were all all sevens, but as a collective, they were eight. And um, Patch, quite rightly, with his his mathematician head on, was like, well, no, because the average is seven. So... Um, but I, I got what Lee meant in terms of the sum of the parts was greater than the individuals. They they did defend well as a unit was his, yeah. his point. But yeah, um, Lee, if back, you're listening... Back, back to your to A-level yeah. maths, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lee, the teacher, if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, sorry, you're more than the teacher, Lee, I know that. Um, 
Andy King, um, and I'm smiling a little bit here because we've not really talked about Andy King throughout the podcast with the, the moments and the, and, and the, the, the Adam the, the minutes sponsored by Adam Gold. Um, but Andy King was our man of the match um, and the four of us in the car. Um, I'll, I'll say the four. Ben Ben was biased because he, he got Andy's shirt at the end of the game. So we discounted Ben from any marks on Andy King because <laughs> he was always going to give it. In fact, I think he said 11, didn't he? When we <laughs> said about it. But, um, but Andy King yesterday... And and I've said, um, you know, I wondered if he, if he had the legs. Um, you know, I I I didn't know where he was going to sort of fit in this season. It was a top top midfield performance yesterday from Andy King in terms of the way that he controlled those around him, the way that as as Ben said, he would step step back and support the the defence as well, always making himself available. Um, and there was always an, an eight ball for Atkinson and Callas when they won it. Um, and we we debated. We went seven. Um, it could could um, and maybe should have been an eight. Um, and again, I don't know how much would have been picked up on Robin's TV because it was very much more about his movement and control of the space and giving the the op- op- options for for the players around him. Um, so for all of the criticism, and and I've not been overcritical, but for for what I've said about Andy King yesterday, for me. It, as I came out, I was saying to loads of people, man in a match for me by a mile. I thought it was a really, really strong performance from him. And I, I don't think you could underestimate, I think I said this to, to John, the, the impact that King and James have had coming yeah. in there into that midfield, settling things down, bringing players in, talking to players. Um, you know, if we had James and King towards the end of last season, in those last sort of 12, 13 games, they wouldn't have been allowed to perform the way they performed with those two in there. So massively important and yeah, a great performance from Andy King yesterday. How did it come across on the TV, Ben? Yeah, well, in- interestingly, I've got, I've got I've got King, the lowest scoring midfielder in a great midfield. Yeah. Um, in terms of, the, of the, what we saw on the TV, I mean, like James and Williams were the ones that, that came forward in terms of what you saw on the ball or around mm. the ball in the terms of the camera's focus with a strong O'Dowd to start who waned uh, into the second half also then went off after an, after uh, an hour. Um, but, but I picked up the King dropping in bit, which I rescued the score from, from my, um, my son and everyone else I was talking to on the various groups that I'm on for city to try and to try and give it a more balanced view. Uh, what I would say is that back to the sum of the parts is better than, the collective effort for those who came into midfield and those who started is such a m- miles away from where we've been yeah. crying out for. And everyone said, oh, James and King are all Pearson's buddies from the old days. That's actually irrelevant. They're actually decent players. And I actually like Matty James. I like Andy King. Can he do the game? And I, I used to miss a lad called Paul Hartley back in the day. Who yeah, I thought yeah. was a great centre midfield for us. And we never really kind of replace that in terms of that, that nice and savviness and where they, they draw fouls and where they break up play when pressure's coming on. I think yeah. it's really important. I think both both chaps do a good job. It's it's difficult with Andy King as well in terms of the game time that he's getting. If you're only getting 10, 15 minutes to then have to play a game like yesterday and and, and, and honestly, I cannot I cannot get across what the conditions were like. I mean, it, it, at one stage... I actually thought it could even get abandoned because of the the sheer volume of of rain that was see, coming could down. You? Yeah, you just couldn't. Um, but but King just kind of kept going, um, and and you know George Tanner's goal. King was over talking to him, and as they were, you know, everyone else had kind of departed. King's got his arm around his shoulder, and he, you can see he's actually giving him instructions. Um, and and as I said at the start of the sector, or sorry, at the end of the first half, it was him pointing to the temples. Come on, you when we went two one. Mm. So, just just a, a really professional midfield performance, and and yeah, that some of the parts of the midfield was brilliant. Um, case, case in point, Matty James, we went seven. Um, I thought he started off fairly. Uh, I was going to say innocuous, and that's not true. Fairly quiet. Then got on the ball, but from the the sort of moment of that that shot, seventeen, eighteen minutes, whenever it was, from that point on, he, he was involved in so much that City did going forward. Um, the the both from the dead ball um, and what he was creating as well, and again puts in a huge amount of efforts. There were a number of times where we were clearing the ball from corners, um, and it was Matty James that was bringing the ball out then and, and looking for that outlet with with Vyman or Martin. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was a, a good performance, so we went seven. Um, Callum 
started off really well, we thought. Um, Bright got a good good combination with, with Cam, number of good crosses. Um, obviously, he had to go off on 60 minutes with, with cramps. So we went six for Callum and, and um, he did fade in the second half. And I think that was just down through to tiredness. But it, it was a good comeback from him. I hope, well, you know, we hope it's cramp, international break. I'd be looking to start with a similar side to, to, to what we started with, dependent, I guess, whether you've got the, the likes of Masengo back. But um, I thought defensively and midfield was, was excellent yesterday. Um, Joe Williams, another one, started off, I thought, got in, in a... I don't know how often Joe's played in that position, but it must be an unfamiliar position for him. Um, or I, I'm saying that, he may have played it, you know, 40 games for Wigan in that mm. that role, I don't know. But um, I, I feel he's naturally more central. Um, but again, was another one that grew into it and and his tenacity and the way that he was on the ball, um, the opportunities he created for himself. And there was another shot that he had, didn't he, where he, he ended up careering into the, the hoardings. Um, you know, he had a num- probably two or three good opportunities himself. Um, the, the third goal was down to his... Um, strength and, and playing it off so we went seven for Joe um, as I reopen my phone sorry uh, so Joe Williams seven Chrissy Martin and even now talking about it so I'll be interested on, on Ben's take so we, we went after a lot of debate um, with Chris Martin we went six and and as I've sat here this morning and as we've talked about it I don't know whether that's a mark he's been, low he's been involved in a lot of what we've said haven't we he, he really has and, and, not, and the, not not necessarily scoring apart from the goal that he scored but yeah but getting on the end of stuff yeah and and it's easy to um to, to when you're watching it on the tv and as I said his, his body language at times I wasn't overly en- enamored with but um he worked his socks off yesterday and, and we expect that, you, you know, we do. And, and when we talk about Andy Vyman in, in a second, but he won a lot of ball in the air. Again, was the one who was physically being from the, 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 the defenders. Um, you know, they're the, he's the one that has to take the brunt of that, those sort of challenges. And we didn't mention as well, Matt, in the, in the second half, um, when he actually took a man on as well. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, Chrissy Martin, no pace, the slouch, he gave that the, the defender a, a real. Well, in fact, two of them a real run, and was the one that got got the ball. You know, he he won the ball, didn't he? So, yeah, I I, I don't know about you, Patch, but I'm I'm looking at it this morning thinking I think he's yeah. got to be a seven. I really yeah. do. Let's, let's leave it to Ben to decide. Yeah, yeah. So I've gone seven, and that's even with the comments I've made with my, uh, you know, limited view on a TV screen and my yeah. uh, sort of a bias or or lack of. Uh, objectivity around Martin. I recognise the improvements that he's made in his own fitness. But, you know, strikers are there to score goals. He scored a goal. He was involved in stuff. I mean, my son calls him the pace machine in terms of ironic chants and everything else. But actually, he did actually show a little bit of pace in that second half yeah. with a few channel balls. So so I went, I went seven for Chrissy Martin. And I think the other thing to say on it is we haven't got a like for like. That there isn't a physical forward that we've got, and had Naki been on the bench, I'm sure Naki would have come on, and, and he will give you something different. Run the channels in, mm. but but Chris Martin's playing an awful lot of football, getting an awful lot of stick from from the opposition. So, um, and I've not, I'll, I'll listen back to his interview, Ben. I'm interested in you saying how well he spoke, but yeah, I, I, and you've again, been asleep since you've been a, since I you have. stopped driving. <laughs> you've been asleep until now. I, I didn't. But, I ended up, I ended up coming in. Um, it was at the end of Strictly, so I missed that. I might watch that back. But um, <laughs> having had a, I had a sandwich and then um, watched a film on Netflix called Guilty with um, oh, what's his name? Has gone out, completely gone out of my head now. It come to me. Don't great watch film it. then. Don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> rubbish, absolute rubbish. So yeah, um, yeah. So no, yeah. And I, but you're right. I did wake up at half past nine and then uh, got changed in uh, on the pod. Um, so yeah, I think I think seven's the right one for Chrissy. Um, and then Andy Vyman, we we talk about a six and what we expect. And and yesterday for us in in the car coming back, Andy's always going to work hard. He's always going to run for you. But that that was it yesterday didn't feel that he contributed enough with with what we were doing going forward. I can't recall many standout moments from him, efforts on goal. Um, so it, it was his work rate, but that's the absolute minimum and he's playing as a two. So we went five with, with Andy, which might be harsh because that's then the only five 
um, in the entire sort of performance. How um, many times th- this season, last season, has he been our standout player? And yeah, absolutely. Room? And he's had a couple of uh, couple of MOMs from us on here, hasn't he? But absolutely, we just didn't feel that he. he, he I did mean, his, his standout moment was his contribution towards Tanner's goal. Um, yeah. and the way that he that he cushioned the ball yeah. um and his key contribution to that goal yeah. um but yeah the, the the sort of the the power and the drive was mainly coming from williams yesterday yeah. but um again ben really interested to see how you saw it yeah i mean it's, it's an interesting one i think I, mean, I, I gave him a six because it was a it was in a way weird it was a to and fro game you never know the impact he's had on other players that we can't see on tv or we don't pick up live or whatever else um you know, it's part of a winning away side. Um, so, you know, what, what's expected to win a game? You know, it was part of a side that won a game. So that's kind of my logic and rationale behind that. But actually, I didn't think it was particularly standout yesterday. I've questioned it in my own notes and um, trying to pick up on evidence, really. And I'm perhaps being generous because of the uh, euphoria of uh, of smashing in the winner later on. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Mm. I think that's a good point. And it would be nice, Matt, to have everyone at six plus, wouldn't it? first time yeah yeah ever. and and yeah yeah it would well, not um, ever but for a while <laughs> and, and ben's ben's point's a good one in in an open game and an attacking game and it, and it was funny um listening to john on on radio bristol phoning into jeff afterwards and and um i know john in um he, he travels home and away every game on the train i don't know if he travels to home on the train to be fair but certainly the away games he does and he, he made a comment, didn't he, to Jeff afterwards, uh, not not just about the rabbit throwing his carrot down the posh uh, mascot, um, but said that he doesn't he doesn't want to be entertained. It's yeah. about the, the the winning, and 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 I kind of we all looked at ourselves, and I'm sure he didn't mean it how it came across. Um, but it was an entertaining game. It was a really open game, and when you looked back, to, like I said, too open for my nerves, but. You look back and thought, actually, you know, it's another win. I think we're now top of the table in terms of away performances. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think we ought to be looking at a six yeah. for Andy because it was, a, a, again, Lee's collective uh, sum of parts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then Curtis Fleming. Yes. So, again, we, we, we talked about it yesterday. And just from talking on this pod, I think, I think when we talked about it, we might have gone six yesterday. Um, but with, I think from talking this morning, it's a win. It was a, an entertaining game. He was dominant in that technical area when it needed to be near the end and saying, no, no, we're, we're not making a change. We're going to carry on doing what we're doing. So it's got to be a seven. It's yeah, be a we seven. did actually go seven. I didn't send you that did one. We? But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we ended up with seven. And I, I, I really liked that at the end with his adamant yeah. about not... I mean, let's be fair. If we had have conceded a goal in the last three minutes and we oh, didn't wind pelters. down... <laughs> we yeah. didn't wind down the clock with a substitution. Then, uh, absolutely. But, he he uh, would have got it for, for Sam Bell being stripped off and not coming on. <laughs> that, that Martin was rubbish. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. And and also, opportunity to say as well, you know, wish Nigel Pearson um, yeah. you know, speedy recovery. Got a listening weeks, to Curtis. Now. Yeah, listening to Curtis, it seems as though he's, he's, he's been quite rough again in... Um, ben, I know you've you've been through it yourself, so you can you can comment on it. But yeah, we we all wish him from the podcast uh, a speedy recovery, Nigel. Yeah, agreed. And, I, and again, you know, I think that, that that for for Fleming to do what he's doing, perhaps you know, he's come into the club recently. Now he's been thrust a little bit into the forefront, you know, with probably no notice or you know minutes notice and getting on with stuff. I think he's done he's done pretty well, and he, and he speaks well. He's level headed. Uh, he talks about things that are positive about, about our club. So, you know, yeah. I think I think he's done well in a, in a difficult situation. And there's been an upturn in performances since he's come in. I, I think, that, yeah, you, you really... And that's not a criticism of, of, of Paul or Keith or Pat, but I think he's, he's obviously added something to the collective sum of the parts. And, mm. um, yeah, we're seeing that difference. Agreed. Some of the parts. Okay, um, so the next game is home to... Top of the table, Bournemouth. Are they top of the table? I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. top of the table, Bournemouth. And how Bristol City would it be? I hate that term, but how Bristol City would it be for us to go and get our first home win against the top of the table team? Um, ben, do you think that might be the case? Well, look, we 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 wouldn't be City fans without that eternal sense of hope. You know, drive. I drive a long way to home games. It's my fault, I know, but you know, I do. You're closer to Bournemouth, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I would say that you know, it it will turn at some point. You know, we are we are not a bad side. I think the onus on the home side 
is different to how we coach and set things up, how we go at Bournemouth. We've got some great players and are doing some good stuff, you know, and I think that actually all we can do is hope. I, I suspect it will be a reasonably low-scoring draw. Matt? Yeah, they're, well, they're, un, they're unbeaten as well. Not only top of the table, they're unbeaten, aren't they? And, and, and Scott Parker gone in there as a new manager. I like Scott Parker. I thought he did did really well at Fulham. Um, but it has to turn, um, you know. But if, if you see a performance like we did against Fulham, and a, a similarly yesterday, committed, I don't know that it will be as open, but Bournemouth play an attacking brand of football, and we need to look to do the same. So mm. why not? You know, they, they need to be confident. And I think, what are we, ninth? Now, currently, yeah. um, after 10 games on, what, 16 points or something. Um, if any one of us, if we'd have been at the start of the season, after having how we finished last season, we'd be more than happy taking that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be looking for a home win. Between now and then, Matt, we've got um, the Hen and Chicken event, haven't we? The uh, yes. Nigel Pearson and Richard Gould, but obviously yeah. Nigel Pearson... With yeah, when, what, what day is situation. that? Much? I was going to ask you the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's I think it's October the eleventh or or thirteenth. I want to say yeah, I'm not yeah. sure, but I need to get it in my uh, my joint with my wife calendar. Otherwise, you know, it, anything could go in. Keep, so keep uh, please, all, um, please do let me know. Yeah. But um, but Ben, um, in summary, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the podcast and thanks for for listening. And and I think you said at the start we helped you get through lockdown and uh, <laughs> all that sort of thing in last season. Yeah, it was, it was decent. It was, uh, you know, it's a, it's a decent podcast. Again, I'll use the phrases. I like it, but a thinking fan podcast, because we've got to think about, everyone feels about football. It was a, an emotional game. So trying to bring in some objectivity, I think it's quite important or, and almost impossible, of course, but um, you know, that that's really interesting. And thanks for having me on. I think that, that, you know, we talk about a lot of things about the football club, about the lack of home wins, but, you know, you only got to go down to, to, to the gate and see, see the general progression of the club over a 10, 20 year period. You know, we are going in the right way. You mentioned, you know, I live on the South Coast. You know, Bournemouth is down the road for me. They be in the Premier League. And I guess the bit that sticks with me is that if these clubs can get in the Premier League, you know, why on earth can we not get there? Is it something intrinsically wrong with the fact that a lot of City fans still delight at Rovers losing to Swindon yesterday? Well, that's largely irrelevant in my view. Let's look outward and uh, about our own club and what we can offer. Um, and I think that until we can do that, we, you know, we, we can really, really push on. And I've just seen on my phone that, that, that Watford have sacked their manager after a handful of games. You know, So there are clubs out there that are churning people over. And I think we've got a chance now under Pearson to try and rebuild and work out what we stand for as a club. Because I think we've lost it a little bit under Holden before about kind of what our identity was, you know, was it youngs, olds, inexperienced, experienced, blooding players, developing players, because we're not talked enough about in football that we actually should be adding things to players, you know, buy a player and improve them yeah. and then maybe move them on. And, you know, don't don't try and buy a oven ready midfielder, you know, buy the oven ready players like James and stuff, but actually help the young lads push on and and, and add value to our team. So really exciting. It's, it's, I argue with that, Matt. No, absolutely not, and, it, and it's that 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 FIFA generation again, isn't it? Where the expectation is that that, and especially when you've got someone like Steve Lansdowne, that you will go out and sign these players for ten, fifteen million, and you know you've got to be realistic. You know, financial fair play and everything that goes with it, plus what's happened COVID-wise. Um, but I absolutely agree with Ben. You know, in terms of us finding that that identity again and connecting back with the fans um, and a group of players that are now starting to do that as well. I, I did feel we were really lucky under Steve Cottrell and that group of players that it's as close as I can ever remember being to, to, to a club um, and, and to the, the, the players. I'm starting to see that a little bit more now. Yesterday, case in point, and a last minute or a, a late win is always going to do that, but it it really was that that atmosphere and the way that they were and you know and Andy King giving his shirt to Ben as well Dan Bentley coming over at the end and I thought it was funny Curtis Fleming saying that, that Dan was fine and he just wanted his own little round of applause which was, <laughs> was good but you're starting to see that and, and that's being generated by Nigel Pearson but also by Richard Gould coming in and and the, the Henning Chicken event next Monday the 11th patch um, <laughs> is, is case in point in that and um you know, it's no criticism of, of, of Dean Holden um, and of, of Lee Johnson before and of Mark Ashton. 
we we just went down a route that, that ended up not being what it should be and now we're starting to rebuild and it is about time. Ben's absolutely right around the patience. Um, if I'm a Watford fan, all right, yeah, I know they're in the Prem, but, you know, really, it's a, just a ridiculous situation to be in. And Rovers, case in point, I think Rovers have to stick with Joey Barton because you can't keep sacking managers. It just doesn't... You know, you, you allow someone to sign a load of players and then the new manager comes in, they don't fit. So, yeah, let's uh, let's keep going as we're going, guys. And Matt, if you had to say what time that started at the Hen and Chicken, what would I you would say? I would probably <laughs> say, um, I mean, if it was me, I'd be looking at around a 7pm a start and um, looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be 7pm. Thank you. With probably some brief introductions followed by questions taken from supporters. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah. oh, and thank there's no you. need to evidence any negative test or any form of vaccine passport, I believe. <laughs> Brilliant. Great memory, Matt. Great memory. Exactly. Yeah, thank you, Ben. That's in the calendar. Um, so, yeah, once again, thank you to Ben and, yep, and Matt. Ben, we'll get you back. Yep. Cheers, thank boys. You, yeah, thank, thank you. you very much for uh, for driving yesterday, as pleasure. always. It's a pleasure. Thank you for your exhilarating company and opening my ears to Metallica and ACDC. Oh, needs, to, needs to be done, Ben, doesn't it? Needs Absolutely. To Outrageous. Uh, not, not again. Never not, again. Not having, uh, not having Buble and Roachford all the way home. <laughs> 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 right, we'll end it there. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thank you, Take care. We'll be Good back uh, for the Bournemouth game. Take care. Bye for now. Bye-bye.